Welcome to Yin Untangled. I'm Kat Mead. Welcome everyone to this latest episode of Yin Untangled. I am your host, Kat Mead, owner of The Yin Method. And in today's episode, I wanted to just go through the basics of practicing yin yoga. So what do we actually do when we practice yin yoga? How do we practice yin yoga? Um, And I was thinking about this yesterday and today, and it kind of, well, it kind of made me think, like maybe I should have done an episode like this earlier. (laughs) We're all about demystifying and untangling yin yoga in this show and within the yin method that I do. And I've talked about a lot, I think, within different episodes, what we do in yin and how we approach yin, but I've not done an episode all of it on its own um, about kind of the basic principles of a yin yoga practice. I also wrote an ebook on this last week, which is available for free over on my website, theyinmethod.com. Um, all you need to do is pop your email address in, you can unsubscribe anytime, and it will be sent to you. You can download the PDF um, ebook, which is pretty cool. I was pretty proud of myself for putting that together last week. The week before, I did um, five practical tips on teaching yoga or teaching yin yoga, but you know, it works for any style of yoga, really. Um, Yeah, if you sign up, you'll get that as well. Anyway, so what are we actually doing in a yin yoga practice? What can you expect when you go to a yin yoga class? So when we come into a yin yoga practice, we are coming into a series of floor-based passive stretch type poses that place intentional stress on our body. I think that the word stress and the concept of stress has been perhaps a little bit demonized in our society, in our world, um, leading up until this point. But I also think that sometimes stress and being busy and being productive and doing, doing, doing all the time can be a little bit glorified in our society. So I'm actually really aware of the word stress being quite loaded in its meaning and in its um, impact on people. In the context of yin yoga, too much stress, just like in our life, can be a bad thing. Yin yoga is a deeply healing practice. It helps to calm our nervous system down. It gives our muscles a stretch, but it's also kind of pulling apart our connective tissue, our fascia, to allow for our energy, our blood, our chi to run, to flow a little bit more smoothly through the channels that we have of energy, meridians, if you'd like to call them that. If we place too much stress on our body, we do risk injuring ourselves. And it's just like in our life, if we keep being stressed without letting ourselves rest, or we keep pushing, pushing, pushing when our body is saying no, or when our emotions are saying no, we do really run that risk of having detrimental effects on our life and on our health. So when we are talking about stress within a yin yoga practice, and really I think within our life as well, we need to place the word intentional with it. Stress can be useful. It can help us to focus, get stuff done, but we just we really need to remember that after we have stressed, whether it's in a yin yoga practice or in our life, we need to allow ourselves to rest. That being said, we come into these poses, we hold them for a few minutes at a time, 
and the length of time that you are holding a pose. If you're in a class, it's probably up to your teacher. But just to say this as a little caveat, you're completely empowered to move at any time you need to in a yin yoga class, regardless of if the teacher has told you to move or not. If you're practicing at home, if you're pretty new to the practice, you probably do start with shorter holds, so maybe two to three minutes. I tend to hold things between five and eight minutes, uh, but I've been practicing yin for a long time and I'm pretty tuned in with my body um, as to what it needs and what it can handle. So, and that's not every pose. Some poses I'll only do for like two minutes, um, like forward folds in my body. I can't hold for too long. Um, So yeah, if you're just starting out, start slow, start small and just intentional stress that's not going too deep we're not coming into pain and we're letting ourselves rest afterwards that is the basic um, practice of yin yoga and I could stop there but I'm not going to so there are three things that we look for within a yin yoga practice the first thing is to find an appropriate depth for your body So, for example, I'll use my body and my experience here. Forwarding, forwarding, forwarding fold. That doesn't make sense. Forward folding uh, for me used to be my favorite thing to do in a yin yoga practice. I used to be able to sit in forward folds for a long time with no issues. And actually forward folds still are my favorite thing, but I just can't do them the same way that I used to anymore. Not to say that I couldn't do them again the same way. Uh, It's just a journey for me. So when we say appropriate depth, it doesn't necessarily mean your end range of movement. I'm very flexible folding forward. So I can very easily with no warm up, put my head on my knees, like, you know, sitting with my legs straight out in front, caterpillar forward fold. I can very easily do that. But I should not do that because if I do that, even though I'm not putting any pressure on my body, I'm not pushing myself, I'm not forcing myself, I may not be feeling pain to start with. If I let myself drop forward into that really deep forward fold and sit there and let myself sit there for several minutes at a time, as soon as I come out of the pose... I feel sharp pain in my lower back. This pain usually the next day will turn into uh, kind of spasming in my glutes, in my hips. And often, and I'm saying this if I haven't been doing kind of strengthening exercises of my glutes in particular, uh, often the next day or the next couple of days, that spasming will turn into pins and needles and tingling down my, usually my left leg. So finding an appropriate depth for me in a forward fold means not going to my end range, not going to the depth that feels really good for me while I'm in it. Because I know that when I come out, it is absolutely not serving me to do that. It's much better for me to back off that pose and not go as deep and to use support with props underneath perhaps my arms or my head. Uh... And just use the pose really as a calming pose. So not every pose in yin yoga, even though most of the time we want to be feeling some sensation in our poses, 
it doesn't have to be that uh, goal. So you can come into a yin yoga pose and just use it, like I just said, as a calming pose. So you can feel a stretch, you can feel a stress to your joints, you can feel that gentle pulling apart, that gentle stretch of your fascia, or you can just be still. You can use it as like a gateway to meditation. Uh, Either way, you are being benefited. So that's what I mean by an appropriate depth. I also talk about finding soft edges. So a soft edge is not that place where you're kind of hitting up against a brick wall with nowhere to go. A soft edge, it's hard to explain. A soft edge really is that space where it's safe for you to be there. You might be feeling some juicy releasing sensations in your body. Your mind and your body might be calming down, but there's still maybe a little bit of room to move. So you think of yourself, you know, leaning on a brick wall. It's not going anywhere. You're not going to go any further than that. But if you're leaning on something like a jumping castle, it's got a bit of give. So when we come into yin yoga poses, we find that appropriate depth for us and it can take some time to learn what our appropriate depth is. And we find that spot where we've got space to move. And space can be created as we sit within these poses. The next thing we do, the second step, is we hold the pose for time. And as I said, the time of the pose really depends on whether you're in a class, whether you're not in a class, who's teaching, who else is in the class with you, um, or if you're on your own, you'll, you'll probably do things differently for different amounts of time if you're practicing at home by yourself. And as I've already said, you have complete power. I don't want to say actually power and control are not the right words because they're really the opposite of what we're doing in yin yoga. So I don't like to use those words to describe the practice. But you have the agency, the decision-making ability to move and come out of a pose before you've been told to if you need to if you're in a class. No one else can feel what's happening in your body. And that's probably one of the most important things to remember in a yin yoga practice. No one else can feel what's happening in your body. As teachers, as experienced teachers, we can have a good idea of what's happening, of where you might be feeling it, of what might be occurring in the experience physically. But no one else can feel what's happening in your body. It's really important that you know that and you understand that. And if you ever go to a yin yoga class where the teacher is telling you that you must not move or they admonish you for moving or if you are made to feel like a failure for moving or coming out of a pose early, mm, I would say, mm, what would I say? I don't think that's a good way to teach it. All right, the third thing is to find stillness. And I should say, also, amongst all of this, we are never looking for pain in our yin yoga practice. Pain usually means you've gone too far. Uh, Pain is a messenger that something's not right. And 
sitting within a pose like this for several minutes at a time uh, in pain is not helping you. So if you are in pain, you need to slowly move and find a position or ask your teacher to help you find a position that is not painful for your body. Because as soon as pain comes in, your muscles are going to tense up, your mind is going to go a little bit noisier, and your breathing is probably going to get shorter as well. So we need to find this sweet spot where we can still breathe. We don't want to fidget. Our muscles don't tense up and we're not in pain, but we're feeling sensation in our body. It's a lot to think about, but it all kind of works together. It all comes together in this beautiful kind of dance, this enmeshing of bringing calm into your nervous system and giving yourself more space. So we find an appropriate depth, we sit for time and we find stillness. It's not stillness at all costs. We find that place, as I just said, calm mind, calm muscles, calm breath, no pain. Let yourself move if you need to. And moving is not just for the sake of it. We're moving to serve ourselves. We're moving to find a place where we can be still. And if that stillness is laying on your back and resting, great. Now, when we offer ourselves this space and time and come into these places where we've got these soft edges, a little bit of room to move, the practice of yin yoga helps us to create a deeper relationship with ourselves because we get to know what's happening in our body when something else happens in our mind. So with time, you might notice in this practice that a certain thought or a certain thought pattern creates a certain tension or movement or resistance pattern in your body. And that can be really helpful for healing yourself and releasing your trauma and emotions and tension. Sitting in these poses where we're feeling things and it can be uncomfortable, you know, we're coming into pretty big poses a lot of the time. We can be uncomfortable. This helps us build resilience. And as I've said, it's not stillness at all costs. It's not sitting within discomfort and ignoring pain. It's sitting within that space where we're feeling, where we're acknowledging what we're feeling We're calming our nervous system down. We're giving ourselves space within our deep tissues in our body. And we are building resilience because we're teaching ourselves that it's safe for us to go through uncomfortable things and not run away from them. All right. What else do I need to say? Using props. So using props within a yin yoga class or practice is very useful. You don't have to use them all the time. Um, we're not using props to try and take away sensation. We are using them to help us find our depth. So in the ebook I wrote, the example I used, and I'm going to use the same example of the forward fold that I used earlier. This is a little bit, well, it might be tricky to understand if you're not seeing it, but there's pictures in my ebook for you to look at at this. Um, So for example, some people, if you have really tight Uh, muscles in the backs of your legs or really tight muscles in your lower back in your glutes when you sit down for example with your legs out in front of you you might find that your pelvis kind of tilts backwards now when that happens it can actually make it really hard to fold forward 
And usually when we're doing a forward folding pose in our yin practice, we are trying or thinking about opening up the space in the backs of the legs, depending on the position our legs are in. And we're thinking about rounding our spine so that we can make space in our spine. If we can't fold forward, we can't really do that. So to be able to fold forward, one thing you can do is to use your props. And I love this way that uh, someone explained or said it to me once is bringing the earth up to meet you. So it's bringing support up to meet you instead of trying to push your body into some position that it doesn't want to go into um, to try and be closer to the earth or to try and prove something to yourself that you don't need support. It's good to have support. Everyone needs support. So in a forward fold, when we need to help our pelvis to tilt forwards, we can sit up on a block or a bolster or both or two bolsters or three blocks or whatever we have. You can go as high as you need to help your pelvis tilt forwards and just giving yourself that height and helping your hips to kind of tilt off the edge will just enable you to be able to fold forward more easily. So that's just one example of using a prop. And the other examples are, again, I'm just going to stay with the forward fold example, is to use a prop under your arms or under your head to support your neck or to support your shoulders or to, like in my case, stop yourself from dropping too deep that it's going to cause you pain later. So use props. Don't be afraid to use props and don't be afraid to ask for help to use props and to um, workshop props, you know. Your teachers have pretty good ideas of how you can use props in your practice, but your body is different to everyone else's. And so sometimes it might take a little bit of hit and miss before you find a position that works for you and find a prop that helps you to make the pose work for you. So don't be afraid to try different things. I think that's a really useful thing to remember. That is the basics of practicing yin yoga. I hope it all made sense. As I said, you can head to my website, theyinmethod.com, and grab my ebook on this. There is also a little at home sequence for you to try in the back of that. I have a yin yoga for beginners sequence up on YouTube as well. If you'd like to grab that, you can find that over on my website as well. You just need to click the button that says practice yin with me. And I would love for you to find me on Instagram at The Yin Method. If you are on iTunes, I'd love for you to subscribe, leave me a rating and a review. And if you do listen to the podcast, please share it with people that you think might be interested as well. Tag me if you share it on Instagram. I would just really love to know who's listening. You know, my um, listens of this show have really jumped up lately. So I know there's quite a few people listening to the show. So I'd really love to know if that's you. Um, I know that I'm just kind of sitting here talking into the ether. but And I know a lot of people that listen. A lot of my students listen and they tell me they listen and they get a lot out of it. So thank you, everyone who has told me that you listen. Um Yeah, but if you're someone else that I haven't met yet or that I don't know, I just I would just really love to know who's out there listening um, and I'd love to know your thoughts. So you can get in touch with me at theyinmethod at gmail.com as well. I really feel like I need to like have a script for myself for the end of my show because I feel like I just like 
throw a lot of information out there and it's all over the place. Anyway, it's fine. Let's just keep going with it. I'm happy to be a hot mess and you're all listening still, so I guess you like it too. (laughs) Um, Okay, thank you so much for being here. Please practice safely, take care, look after each other. I'll chat to you again next week. Bye. Thank you.